I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad, everyone. Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson is out today, but we're in very good hands because here with me today is Sean Dyer, and she's a senior fraud specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. I know you have a lot of warnings to give us today. It seems like there are a lot of scams going on right now. Yes, we have a number of items that continue to pop up with our customers. One that keeps coming back recurring is check fraud, which is a very old school method of fraud where a customer will write out a check to pay a bill and they go by the post office and they drop the envelope in the big blue mailbox outside the post office. And the crooks come along at night and they literally stick a fishing line with a piece of sticky tape used for rat traps or other things, and they pull out whatever mail they can get out of the blue mailbox, and then they get the checks out of the envelopes, and they alter the payee name line and negotiate the check. And customer doesn't find this out until they get their statement the next month because it is their check. It is their check number. It's for the dollar amount they wrote the check for. It's just not payable to the person they made it out to. Right, and you mentioned that previously that because of mobile banking and people snapping pictures of a check, it's even harder to detect these days. Yes, it is. So we are um, constantly letting our customers know or, you know, suggesting that they take their mail inside the post office and hand it over to a postal clerk or use the drop box that is inside the post office rather than using the blue boxes or even your own mailbox out uh, in front of your house if it's not a locked mailbox because the fraudsters, it's easy enough for them to go by and pick up the mail. Oh, I know. And putting up the red flag is kind of a red flag, isn't it? It's It's a red flag. That's right. Okay, we're going to remember the mailbox. Go inside the mailbox. Right. Anything else? Yes. So we have a couple other situations where these are mailings that go out to a large, large number of people. They're just letters that are going to addresses Uh, and they're hoping that someone will fall prey. One of them is Publisher's Clearinghouse, only this is not the actual Publisher's Clearinghouse. It's a fraudulent letter that looks like their logo on it, and it'll be addressed to the person, and they're saying that you are a winner of millions of dollars. Um, However, you may have to pay some fees up front, Um, And before you do anything, to please call your claims manager. And all of this is listed in the letter. Sometimes it will include a check that they want you to negotiate. And, of course, the check is a stolen or counterfeit check from someone else. So that's out there. They're not legitimate. And another one we have is called the International Inheritance Scam. So these are letters, again, mailed to anyone, uh, and they act as though they're coming from overseas, 
and the one we received last week, our customer did not fall prey. They were smart enough to realize it was a scam. But it's generally some acting, someone is acting as a bank employee from a bank in another country and that they have watched this large amount of funds sit dormant in an account of a deceased customer on their end and they're searching for someone with the same last name and they actually in their letter state they will give you a percentage of the funds and they will keep the rest and they're hoping people will fall for it. And I'm sure it's a numbers game on their end. Some people probably do. And have they gotten so that these letters look quite professional with logos and nice paper and good spelling? I will say that is not the case. Although this one did not have bad logos, we did have one that was actually had a Starbucks coffee logo on their letterhead. (laughs) And we had a customer fall for that one. But the one we received last week just had the typical typos that we know are from the fraudster. But other than that, it didn't have any other outrageous logo. Well, I imagine people just must get so excited to think they've won something. We all are dreaming that that will happen to us. So I can understand how people want it to be true, but be very cautious if you, out of the blue, hear that you've won something, especially if you don't ever remember entering in the case of the sweepstakes. Absolutely. And like you say, they just find it, oh, well, wouldn't that be wonderful if this were true? And they want to test the waters and follow up on what the person is asking them to do. Mm -hmm. Wow, those are two things to watch for, for sure. And there's probably more you have to tell us about. These scams are just so rampant. Yes, I have one more that I wanted to talk about, which has been all over the news recently, and it doesn't pertain to Montecito Bank and Trust specifically. It's to the general population, and that is the Capital One compromise from the Capital One credit card company, and they have had a huge compromise of their customers' data. But we want to make sure that people are aware in general with cards that there are things that your bank will never do as far as trying to get information from you. And a couple of the big points are we would never ask you for your PIN number if we called you to give us that information over the phone. And we would never ask you for the three-digit code on the back of your card. Those are things that you should never, ever give out to anyone under any circumstances. So often they ask for that three-digit code when you purchase things. When you're purchasing, and that's different. When you're making a purchase and you're on the phone with a merchant or you're online making an online purchase, the merchant needs that information because they need to submit it and it'll go back to the bank for a match. But the bank itself, we don't need that from you. That is not information that we would want because we have that knowledge and that's all encrypted data that we don't need to see. So those are very big, important ones. Right. People just get so used to giving that because they make purchases, realizing the difference. The bank will not ask you for those things. Correct. And it can come in the form of a phone call or a text. And we know that the phone numbers are being fished. We have imposters that you may look like you've received a text that's from your bank, but it's not. It's a fraudster who's masked the number and they might be texting and asking for that PIN or the three-digit code on the back. Again, we would not do that. We would be asking you specifically about a transaction if you performed that transaction and ask you to reply yes or no. It wouldn't be anything more than that. 
And I think people are still surprised because that caller ID, they're trusting it. But anymore, just because it says it's coming from a bank or it's coming from even the police department, that's not necessarily the case. That is true. And I would just advise don't answer. If they leave you a message, fine. But if you are curious, call on your own on a phone number that you have looked up on your own or already have in your contacts. Because Montecito Bank and Trust has been fished a couple times where fraudsters have masked our number and actually called us. <laughs> it wasn't us calling ourselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, Sean, you have given us such great advice. Just to reiterate for our listeners, go in and drop your checks in the mail, especially if you're mailing a check. Don't trust that it's safe, even if you put it in your own mailbox or drop it in the blue box that we used to trust so much. Watch out for these letters saying you've won something, whether it's an inheritance or if it's a sweepstakes. Be very, very careful. And then don't give out your PIN and don't give out your three-digit code. That's it. And if you ever have any questions, you can always call any of the bankers at Montecito Bank and Trust. We'd be happy to answer any questions. If you're just not sure about something you've received or a phone call you've had, we'd be happy to talk about it with you. Thank you, Sean. And we are so appreciative that you support Scam Squad and that you do so much for the community. I know people can visit your website as well, which is Montecito.com dot bank and then forward slash community and you have all kinds of information about scams that are out there. Yes, we do. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again in the very near future. Well, thank you, Patty. I enjoyed the call and look forward to our next one. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.